Welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. And you're very welcome back to the Hawkeye Psychic Hurling Podcast with your host, Mark Kennedy. Joined uh, this week by Rory Walsh and James Mulcair, and hopefully you should have Karen Collins on. An all cast Tri Park Hotel, Parky Keeve, I'll have their, their lovely, fancy uh, hurling previews, so we thought we might do one ourselves. Uh, so this week we'll be running the rule over the Leinster and Munster Senior Hurling Championships. God, lads, hard to believe uh, we're in April. We've been talking about the National Hurling League for quite a, b- a few weeks here in podcast, and suddenly... Uh, Championship weekends kicks off uh, this weekend. Some moat watering prospects. Uh, Leinster Championship starting on Saturday. Munster's Championship on Sunday. I suppose Rory, starting with yourself, uh, what are you looking forward to the most in terms of the championship this year? Well, it's just a cracking weekend to begin with. We've Wexford and Galway Saturday evening, which, for all intents and purposes, it, you could look at uh, and view as a knockout game, um, with four teams really battling for the three spots in Leinster. Um, so, yeah, this is a huge one. If um, Wexford, who had shown great form in the league, apart from the fi- the semi-final against Waterford, where uh seems to be a systems failure, but uh, if they get you know, things back on track and beat Galway up in Solid Hill, which they had done in the league and beat them comfortably in the league up there, um, you know, they're in, a, they're in a great position then. Galway, they win the game. They have uh, Westmeath coming next then and then Kilkenny at home. So, um, yeah, Galway will... will it's a huge game for Galway, especially home game, and it's a great one to really start the championship and get it rolling. And then Sunday the double header, Water and again we have, as was dubbed in the in the National League, El Cahalico between Waterford and Tip, and uh, and then a repeated the All Ireland final again, just to really really get the championship going. And uh, that's a huge one. Look to really looking forward to it. Got, just got my ticket there today for it. So down in Parky Queen, just. Uh, yeah, I think that's before we get into the, the the you know before we get into it in more detail. It's just uh, the way the fixtures have kind of fallen. It's 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 great start to the league and also um, often before you kind of have you know maybe a run in a preliminary round or something like that in the old championships and now it's just straight in and yeah and it's just uh, over the next six weeks it'll be just you know uh, uh, hurling followed by hurling followed by hurling and big. Um, clashes each week and it's just yeah looking forward to these next six weeks and it's a huge game really that um, Limerick and Cork game because Limerick have water for them the, the following week so it's you know you'd expect that they, they were going to hit the ground I would, I'd say it, I'm expecting to like we have a very very good idea I suppose after 10 or 15 minutes how, how things are shaping up for both sides but I'd, I'd be expecting skin and hair to be flying um, and this one to be honest with you uh, it's just you like you know, you look at Leinster and no disrespect to Westmead and Leash, but you do have, you know, the Leinster teams do have a few weekends there where they don't have to be firing on uh, full cylinders. But in Munster, it's it's so competitive that you just don't have that luxury. So it, it's set up for absolute belting weekend. And the other thing as well as I'm looking forward to is it's the first time in a couple of years we've had full crowds back as well. So that's another, you know, I know we had you know, 50% or whatever capacity was at the end for the all Ireland final last year, but to have full crowds back, that's that's another thing that we've kind of, it's been lacking from it from the last couple of years, so very excited for it now, yeah, it's a great, great weekend. Great and weekend James, now. they're saying, uh, they're saying the game in Parky Cueve is going to break attendance records for the new stadium. It's already uh, looking like a sellout at the weekend, so that's, you know, it's going to be huge, like it's going to be a massive occasion. Yeah, and it's I, I, the other thing as well. It's a, it's a bit unusual to be, um, you know, to be talking um, 
cut and trust to the championship and we're only um you know we're only coming up to the Easter week the Easter weekend. But uh, that's um you know that's the uh, the new format and all that and the new dates and the um, you know the the earlier start. So it'll be um no really looking forward to it. Yeah it's um you you you're kind of weren't really sure in the league were teams shadow boxing or not for some of the games and uh, but like this is it now it's all on the line now from 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 Sunday and, or from Saturday we from it gets started in Leinster but um, yeah it should be it should be great I think everyone will be looking forward to it. No, absolutely. No, really looking forward to it as well. And I suppose no water, water breaks as well, guys. I mean, they were probably pivotal enough during pandemic. You know, momentum of games did change on certain fixtures. So I think from that aspect, full crowd in, the atmosphere will be electric and really looking forward to it. I suppose we can get to the Munster Hurling Championship first, guys. Um, what are your initial thoughts in terms of teams going in? Maybe I'd start with you, James, being proud Corkman. Um, probably disappointing in terms of how the Allianz Hurling League final went, but I suppose overall, James, you have to be pretty well impressed by the preparation and the results going into that Limerick fixture uh, this weekend. Yeah, if you took the league as a whole, um, probably Cork were you know you'd have to be pretty happy with from a Cork point of view. Um, Fitzgibbon seems to be back on form. Former Kieran Joyce, he was excellent throughout the league, uh, and he set really really well into the team. I thought Lee Han uh, was a big addition back this year. You know, obviously tough to you know, when you're cut from the panel. He obviously went away and he, he learned from that. And his work rate really just since he's come back in has been he's been excellent all throughout the league. And they seem to be playing with a, a lot more composure and um, this year than they had in, in previous years. But um, I, I never thought that Cork put in a 70-minute performance throughout the league. They were good in patches. I thought they were at a good 35 minutes here and there where they kind of put teams put teams to the sword and maybe saw games. But they were never good for a full 70. And then the league final was league final was a little bit worrying, all right, because you still have question marks over full-back and, and, and centre-back for me. Like Waterford exposed them. They, like their goals came from running straight up and straight through them. And... I, I I think there's still you know question marks there for management like Coleman he's an excellent hurler unbelievable hurler but I I think he lacks the defensive awareness to you know to hold down the centre back I would like to see him I'd like to see Joyce going in there but maybe it's a bit early for Joyce for this year but I, I think he's probably is going to be the natural six there but I would have liked to see him go in there and move Coleman further up the field either into midfield or maybe even the half forward line. So the question really is, from Kingston's point of view, you know, do they stick or do they twist? I would like to see them twist, but I have a feeling they won't, and I have a feeling they they, they will stick with with Coleman there. And the worry for me would be the periods in that game against Waterford where some of the same, you know, mistakes or the same weaknesses that Limerick exposed last year down in the final, Waterford exposed in that league final. Yeah, I know it's a league final; it's not the championship. I know the Cork did have. You know, a, a good league overall, but the concerns from me in the back of my head would be that you know Limerick are going to be coming in, and I know that they don't have um, their form line from the league was quite poor. But I suppose at the start of the league and after the All Ireland last year, you would have thought that Limerick were street ahead of everyone else. I don't think they've become. I think they've dropped that far off the cliff on the back of the league. The worry for me would be that they hit the ground running Limerick, and you if if they target Cork like. Like they did last year in the All Ireland final, and like Waterford did in the league final, how did Cork management team learn from that? I'm not sure. 
so it's going to be uh, very interesting to see what happens on Sunday. Um, but, it's, but yeah, it's, it's, we'll know after the first 10 or 15 minutes, I'd say, how this game is going to look. I, I heard um, I think James Scahill talking on, on the podcast that he's on saying just he, he expects Limerick to be ravenous in the first 10 or 15 minutes and blow Cork out of the water. Now, surely the, the Cork management team would be expecting that. So it's, um, it really is to see um, can, can Cork match fire with fire. Hopefully they can. Yeah, because I think Limerick is a, an interesting dynamic coming into the championship given the Allianz Hurling League form. I know they had a comprehensive win against Offaly last round. And what, what myself and Karen have been hearing has been pretty intensive training sessions and also a challenge game against Dublin, which was pretty physical. Ball accounts, Seamus Flanagan is very, very doubtful for Sunday that that was a very attritional game. So, I mean, they're probably coming in against Cork pretty battle-hardened, but Rory would probably get you back in, in here. Um, what do you expect from Limerick on Sunday? I think it's, uh, for me, it's probably an unknown quantity, really, until you see the ball thrown in at four o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, to, to be honest, from a long way out, I kind of, the, the, this in particular, John Kiley was kind of talking down the league and everything seemed to be like fully focused on championship. I still think he expected to pick up a couple of wins earlier in the league along the way without fully focusing on it. And they, in, they ended up then in a situation where it kind of came down to the last game against Offaly and they still hadn't the win got. But I don't think he's, he'll be overduly bothered by that. Um, yeah, similar thing. I just expect uh, they will come out. Like, they will see, like, Cork have to have doubts again. There has to be doubts after what Waterford did to them. It was the same frailties, as James said, opening up the back line, racing through the middle. Um, you know, and, and just a couple of things, like, like Damien Cahalan has been looked at at fullback for years. Then they decided he's not good enough. Now he's back in there. Like it's just kind of worrying that they're going back to him again. Robert Downey, I think at wing back, uh, legs are a big issue there. Wing back, I know he's good in the air, and he's a presence there. Um, even like uh, as James pointed out, like phenomenal hurler Mark Coleman. But I, I think they have to twist there. Um, he, I don't know. Like, they, I don't know if they will, Rory. Like yeah, they've gone so far down the line now with it that it's. You're that's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. And he, like, I would have thought if they were going, he did go in there um, in the Wexford game. That was a dead rubber. Kieran Joyce did, but mm-hmm. I, I, I would have thought if they were going to, if they were going to move Coleman, they'd have done it already in one of the games. Um, but they haven't. And uh, yeah. I, I, it's, like, I suppose it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult to say until you see the, until until you see the team sheet. But I, I think they I think everyone, everyone seems to be like everyone is knows what the issue is there and you know we're, we're all calling that we think they should you know they should make the change there but i'm not 100 convinced 100 yeah. convinced on management team that they will do it and uh, you're right like it, it it could be an area that it could get, get exposed again it's like targeted last year by limerick in the iron final caught again there at waterford and that's yeah. the worry again coming in there for sunday yeah and, and you know uh, as well like uh, like waterford would say it's scored four goals but probably should have been five because it was one you know harshly dis- disallowed he pulled back for a free um, as, as it was rebounding straight to a Waterford player, like that was five times opened up, and uh, it, it was there were memories of, of those goals uh, in the first half of the Ireland final, especially where Cork backs were all at sea. Like another guy, Tim Amani, I think is just you know, lovely harder, like a swashbuckling wing back, fine going forward, but always seems to be kind of just chasing the man back at times as well, and gets kind of caught wrong side of, of forwards running through far too often. Like there was an interesting moment as well. I don't know if you noticed uh, the Waterford's first goal in the second half, where Bennett is soloing through, and um, Sean O'Donoghue could come across, and he's probably thinking, "I've Desi Hutchinson kept scoreless so far," and he he completely just looks at Desi Hutchinson and steps, like he had to come across and and force that pass, 
because as we know, a pass at full pace can go astray, but to just stand there and watch his man and let him run through and stick it in the net. I just thought, you know, it just... He came through from a, from a good bit out as well, really. After oh, yeah, you, you, you could see him coming from a long way. Like, there's other and teams, that, that, I suppose that is still... That is still there in the back of your head about this Cork team. is their fine team in terms of the skills skills of the game and athleticism. But upstairs, are they, you know, you need to be a bit... Like, even their, even their, their, their team that won All-Irelands in the noughties... You have to you have to have that bit of um, that bit of dirt, I suppose, really, for want of better words. Um, you know, like other teams there, if Bennett's coming through there, he's he's taken down. Um, but Cork and Lake Lovman coming through really, you know, and he, he kind of get got through sort of unchallenged, and there is still that. I don't know. It's 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 still that. Question mark? Question mark? It's there for me. Yeah. Um... It is, and another thing as well, like I just thought Waterford worked the ball out of the, from the back sometimes far too easy. They were just kind of, you know, um, and it, it is a, a thing about, with Patrick Horgan and uh, like, you know, sensational on the ball and just at the moment, it, like he's, you are carrying him in terms of work rate. That's the only thing at the moment, but is he, like he needs other players to you know, do that work for him in a way he's no longer as fresh as he was. Um like, you don't want to ever see him turn an over ball compared to other forwards. And it's just maybe something that, look, it's not part of his game. And it's something that, you know, he's a genius in other aspects of his game, striking and accuracy and everything else and touch and uh, feet, footwork. So, um, but it, it is something maybe that, like, there has to be, like, teams can't be able to work the ball out as easily as Waterford did at times. And as Limerick did last year as well, just being able to put their head up and pick out a man. And suddenly, you're, you know, your defensive line has been exposed again. But, um Look, at the same time, it's Cork are the one crowd. They have plenty of, of talent and scores in them. And if, you know, if they click and hit those purple patches, like there, there was there was also a patch, I think it was just before Waterford's goal, where Cork hit four or five in a row again. And there was a chance of Rebels, Rebels, just for that Waterford uh, goal. And it's during you know, those moments, fine moments in a game, if Cork had got a goal at that stage, you just, you know, it's fine moments. And... Um, at the same time, like there's the Cork are smarting from the All Ireland final last year. They've Limerick down in their own patch. Um, Limerick as well. I know we keep in a way making excuses for the league form and this and that. Like the John Kiley fully expected them to pick up a few wins. I think the Galway game in particular kind of uh, hurt them that that game in the Gaelic grounds. Um, so yeah, there there is there is still I suppose that question mark. Have they already at the same peak of form they were in last year? Um, every great team, you know, does come to a point where someday they're caught. Someday, are, are you know. Lost, are, are we glossing over? Um, yeah, because everyone's kind of on the assumption that Limerick, you know, mm-hmm. the, the league was the league for them, and as we're expecting them to hit the ground running and come out with a ferocious performance on Sunday. And there's kind of, kind of, everyone seems to be kind of glossing over the, the form in the league. But do you think we are maybe glossing it over? And is, is, do you think there is something, maybe? Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't come out, uh, uh, and they might still be a bit flat on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. I think they've been given the reality check, though, James. I mean, from the first day out against Wexford in Chadwick Wexford Park, I think the reality check has been there. I mean, Kylie and Kinnerk have definitely blooded in new players into the panel, but it has raised question marks. I think in terms of squad depth. So, I think the marquee yep. fixtures probably were Cork and the Galway losses, particularly at home. I think yeah, the, the, the Cork, Cork loss was a big one. The Cork loss as well. They they um they didn't front up on that really. Cork, Cork were physical and got in their faces. Um, 
you'd say as well that maybe like the full forward line, Flanagan doesn't look like he's going to make it right, and Casey out as well. And, you know, Mulcahy hasn't done a lot of hurling. Um, so, you know, what, like... Yeah, I think Cahill yeah. O'Neill will start, I, I presume. That's what I'm wondering, like, yeah, but then, I don't know, he hasn't really done much hurling at the inside line either, has he? So, but he's, he's the one player who's put up his hand during the league for Limerick. Mm. So there's, they have a couple of, yeah, they've, uh, um, yeah, of, the question I suppose then is if they, if a couple of forwards aren't firing and he looks to the bench and you're down, like you have, your impact sub is already starting. You know, yeah. that's the question is, is, is the depth there then, or, you know, a couple of injuries. Um, that's, that's the question. Cause we saw during the league, as you said, lads didn't really put their hand up. Guys who got a great opportunity to stake a claim for a place and uh, might've played well one day, didn't back it up the next day. Um, so yeah, look, there's question marks over both teams. Like I think Cork more so after the Waterford game. And um, if you're looking at a team as good as their last game, and we're looking at championship as well, we're presuming Limerick are going to take off, but that's a presumption, as James said. There, there's no guarantees this will happen on Sunday, and we could be saying on Monday, oh, the signs were there during the league, and nobody really heeded them. But as you said, first ten minutes, we'll know the answers. I think yeah, that's it exactly. Like uh, you know. 10-15 minutes into this game, we'll have, we'll know a lot about both teams where they stand for, for, for the rest of the championship, really. Absolutely. So it's intriguing. It is intriguing. Indeed. Now, I'm just uh, wondering, guys, I think we touched upon Watford, but I suppose Watford's form line this year has been nothing short of superb since the Ballygunner contingent have been back. And I mean, are they the kind of the form team going in? Would you rank them as the one seeds right now going into the Munster Senior Hurling Championship, uh, Rory? Or is that a bit too presumptuous right now? Yeah, like we have to remember last year, first round of the Munster Championship, and it was a knockout championship then. Effectively, you got one more go in the round robin. Watford came out as flat as pancakes against Clare. And were, you know, there was basically a no contest in, in Thurless. And um, like that's one year, like less than one year ago, let's say 10 months ago. And so that performs, it's always in, often in a team like that, um, especially a team coming in on a high off a league and Tipperary kind of have been waiting in the long grass and everybody's writing them off and saying, this year Tipperary will be with no match, they'll be ranked fifth. And like this stuff has to be hurting Tip and they will just be coming out now, all guns blazing as well Sunday. And um, if Waterford and Cork win the first two games, like this is, everyone has Limerick and Waterford and their three to qualify and then there's a debate about whether it'll be Cork, Clare and everyone's Tip written off like, but Tip win and Cork win. The whole thing is blown open after round one. Um, but yeah, look, if if Waterford are to be caught in the first match, I don't know, at home against Tipperary, it's hard to see Tip from what we've seen in the league and the fact that they've so much turnover of players. Um, yeah, but they are coming in like it is the perfect, if there is going to be an ambush, this is, it's set up perfectly for them. I, I, yeah, I... Like I couldn't see Tip to be honest with you, um, beating Waterford uh, on Sunday. Um, I I I would think that Waterford are the t- if if Limerick don't win the All Ireland this year, I think Waterford look like the team that might win the All Ireland this year. They are to be have the strongest panel now. I think they've been kind of building um, throughout the league, and they just have, they have so many options all over the pitch at the moment. Players are in form. You know, Bally Gunner was a, a grateful for the country. Never won a league. Now I know. Um, Galway um, were flying it after the league last year and they flipped flat in their faces but I think you've got a very shoot operator on the line in Cahill and I'm expecting Waterford to come out and I think they could I think they could lay down a marker against Tip on Sunday 
like the, in, in the league game against them, Tipper kind of ahead early and Waterford just ran the legs off them. And I don't think Tip have the legs there to, I, I, I can't see Tip turning that around. There's too many unknowns around Tip. Yeah. I think Bonner still doesn't know what his best 15 is. They seem to be struggling to, you know, as you said, they're Rory, they've, they've lost a lot of experience. They, you know, kind of struggled out the lead to get a good spread of scores in the forward line. They were moving Jason Ford around, trying to get, you know, and I think, I think they, you know, legs are going to be an issue. And I think they lack in, in firepower as well. Callan as well, is, is in, he's not going to be back. So yeah. he's he's out for, I can't see anything but a Waterford win. And I actually think that Waterford might win comfortably. Yeah, well, uh, for, from a clear point of view, that would be a nice scenario, having Tip coming in de- deflated into the, our, our debut in the championship. But, um, yeah, look, uh, looking at Waterford as well, I know I was saying, OK, what has changed in, in 12 months with them? But they've tied the Burka back. Patrick Curran seems like, I know he's been around the panel for maybe 10 years now, but he just seems uh, finally to be to be delivering right through the league and in the league final especially. He looks so sharp. Mikey Kiley, um, he was kind of a part player last year he's just uh, some like they have these towering forwards who are so good in the air like they're a threat from and it's one, so, one thing I noticed uh, in the league final as well was Watford were launching long ball which is something they hadn't really been doing and you know especially under Derek McGrath it was very measured and very short and now they can really mix it with those giants in the forward line and also of course then you have you have Desi inside as well who look was well marshalled. I know I said Sean O'Donoghue was standing next to him and there was a player running through, but he was well marshalled league final, but still got in with a goal and just kind of, I suppose, he takes so much watching, he's creating space for other players. Um, But yeah, Tiger Burke, you said, huge one. You'd wonder, like, they're going to, as you said, Jason Ford. He's so central to what Tip do. I wonder just, like, would they put Caleb Lyons' man-marking job on J- Jason Ford and just snuff him out? And if Jason Ford is held to, like, point or two from play, I know he's freeze will still... Um, you know, you get a significant amount of freeze, but if he's held to a point or two from play, it, it's very hard to see where they're going to get the spread of scores to match what Waterford will be with the other end. Guys, I mean, they scored 22 goals during the league, Waterford. For fun, like, and the mm-hmm. other thing as well, Mark, is that Cahill, you know, for all the talk that went, went on there, you know, the Tip County War before, whether he's going to take the Tip dog or, or he's felt a bit slighted when um, Sheedy got it. At the end of the day, uh, I would have thought he would have gone back to Tip if he thought there was a, you know, um, you know, there was a chance of rebuilding for an All-Ireland. Like, he must think that there's, um, mm-hmm. that Waterford are close. He wouldn't have stayed on otherwise, I don't think. He surely would have gone back to, would have gone back to Tip. So that's leading me to think that he certainly thinks they're very close. Yeah, and another one, an interesting one, Austin Gleeson. Thinking about this, are Waterford a better team when he's not playing? Just something like I know he offers, but it's he's this kind of maverick. Doesn't they don't like when he's playing? I'd say when he's the ball in his hand, the rest of his teammates don't know whether he's going to pass or whether he's going to strike a ball in, whether he's going to shoot. He just has that kind of no. Uh, extremely talented player, but sometimes when you see them like the way they played in the league final without Austin Gleeson, and they just looked. Oh, more of a balance. Other, I suppose the other thing with Leeson as well is that um, he's um, questionable in his in his decision making. Um, you know, in terms of discipline, we'll say, and um, whether he could be at times a bit of a liability, and that's a risky thing to be carrying if you're coming into a game where there's it's, it's just tight margins in it. You know, 
possibly you're right, but I, 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 I'd be starting him. Yeah, I'd be starting him. <laughs> I don't think yeah. be any reason. Is talent talent outweighs any doubts that way? I, I think so, like. But you, you know, you saw uh, um, after the the semi final sending off against Wexford, um, they cut to um, Catalan on camera. They caught him on camera, like, but uh, he was muttering under his breath. He <laughs> he wasn't too happy with um, he wasn't too happy with him. Let's put it that way. You, you can imagine though in the, in the intervening weeks like the sports team sports psychologist has been holding his hand and saying you are you are going to get targeted the only thing, the, the, only, the only thing is with the, with uh, with Gleason is um he's around a long time now and uh, he they haven't really been able to um um to curb that in him so he does have it in him the, the, the red mist will, will descend so but you're right like yeah teams teams will be targeting him so it's it's up to him to see how he can can he be mature enough to um to deal with it and get on, get on with it. Yeah, I think it'd be fascinating, guys, to see what Dean Cal does on Sunday. That performance against Cork, I think for the first 15, I think any of the first 15 would be pretty disappointed if they got dropped for Ross and Gleeson. I mean, it will be interesting. He will be in a pivotal role for Waterford, particularly down the stretch in the All-Ireland series, but again, it's his temperament, I think, is going to be one that's going to be Tested by any intercounty defence, they know he has the fuse, and they will they will use and abuse it as the season goes on. So, I think for Liam Cahill, Michael Bevins, I think that's probably been their key negative. I would say going into the championship, but yeah, it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, and even for Tipperary as well, issues at goalkeeper, fullback. Who did he put in goal? Is it Barry Hogan or Brian Hogan? And then the fullback position has been it's probably quickly at this stage. Uh, for full-back, but there is rumours that Barry Heffernan may go back to full-back. But doing that, Heffernan is good in the middle third as well, so you're probably taking things out there to shore up at the back. So I think that'll be a fascinating watch in Walsh Park because Bonner has been kind of talking about giving you the chance. And then, you know, we, I think we flagged this earlier on in the league as well, Mark, that, um, mm. you know, that um, the difficulty for, for, for Bonner is coming in. When you've lost all that experience is that you know he's coming into the championship not knowing his best 15 so that's a not in a good that's not a good position to be in whereas a lot of the other teams are a lot more settled and um that's why i think i'd be a bit worried for tip overall um in terms of qualification at a month or you know i i you know we could all be left with egg in our faces in a couple of weeks time but um i think they might struggle um to, to come out of Munster. I think it'd be interesting with Bonner as well, just to see how he learns and adapts from the Walsh Park experience in the league. As you said, you're blown away after 25 minutes. Game as they well. Did start that game well though. They did start that game well. But, they um, did. Um, but once Waterford got the run in them, they, they absolutely yeah, they ran away with it. Yeah, when they made the, the switches, the in-game switches, I thought were superb on the day. Uh, I've talked about it at length in this podcast back a few weeks ago. And they just snuffed out Breen. They snuffed out the, the middle third threat and Jake Morris as well, and there was no response from Tip. So it'd be interesting to see with Bonner and management how they're going to contract that. I suppose they go in Walsh Park. There's no pretty much any pressure on them given the league form, and everyone's expecting Waterford to romp away with this. So it'll be a very interesting kind of call. I suppose Rory will go to Clare. <laughs> now you've been patiently waiting to talk about the banner. What are your hopes? Uh, I know you're kind of sitting on the fence uh, this weekend, but uh, how are things looking in the banner ahead of the championship when you're facing Tip? Yeah, I, I think everyone in Clare realises that that is as close to a knockout game. We spoke about Galway and Exford earlier in Leinster being a knockout game. 
Um, if Tip are coming in off of defeat and we beat them in Thurlis, that's more and they then have Limerick and Cork to play that's effectively Tip gone and it gives Clare then three matches uh, Cork in a neutral venue and then uh, two home games so like they have three opportunities then to you know qu- qualify and yeah it would just be great like um, it's been like they're the kind of a team that have been showing promise like last year near miss so close we had the incident in um the penalty from the Ennis Road, as they call it, against Tipperary. Um, against everyone felt aggrieved after that one, and then we had the the finish, the Tony Kelly dramatic finish against Cork, where he's denied um, by uh, Collins the last second inside. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we kind of again a bit like uh, what we were saying uh, earlier with kind of near misses with Clare, and he just liked uh, it, even if they just got out of Munster this year, you would just be happy to see them in the All Ireland series and. You know, shackles are off then in a way. You're coming up against Leinster teams where have had a very good record recently against the likes of Wexford and, you know, Leash and in a way, Galway, like Clare, you know, won't fear any of those. But like, as we kind of pointed out, like the real minefields are in Munster. And yeah, look, uh, I suppose even tonight there, um, the 21 game, which you probably touch on later, but you Patrick Crotty showing, a, uh, you know, a bit of promise again. Um Shane O'Donnell is back training with the team. So, like, uh, things are picking up and with lads coming back. Um, and I just thought by the end of the league, uh, it was major question marks over the clear back line earlier in the league. But by the end of the league, that was definitely improving. And the move of John Conlon back to centre back kind of shored things up a bit. And our half back line seemed settled for the first time as, as the league was kind of finished up, especially against Limerick and Ennis. I thought the backs acquitted themselves quite well that day. And so, yeah, look, there is promise, there is hope, but it all hinges on that game in Turles and a um, couple of things that could work either way if Tip somehow like shock Waterford we're, we're seeing it unlikely but they'll be coming into a home game against Clare full of confidence if, if they get well beaten they'll probably be coming out <laughs> with a point to prove so it's, you'd wonder which way is the best way but look as we said it is crucial game and look things are positive we said there was a big injury crisis there's still a few boys you know you'd like to have there that Aidan McCarthy, for example, that won't see championship. Mark Rogers won't see championship. But, you know, the likes of Shane O'Donnell there and some of these 21 boys under 20s showing a bit of form, like, w- w- will be a boost. And, yeah, just, like, so, yeah, uh, optimism. If we were calling Munster right now, would you, I suppose it, you, you would be looking at the, the three being probably Limerick, Waterford and Cork to come through. Um Ahead of ahead of Tip and Clare as things stand right now, uh, you know, who knows? Like, if Limerick were to go down to Cork and give Cork a bad beating, um, you know, you wouldn't know what Cork's mentality would be going into the the rest of the games. But I think at the moment, I, I find it hard to make a case for either Clare or Tip being in that top three right now. We can yeah. bring Karen Collins here as well into the podcast, hey, Karen. Um, yeah, no worries at all. Um, nature of the beast. Um, Karen, might get your thoughts in terms of top three for you uh, in terms of Munster Senior Hurling Championship, uh, and particularly Limerick viewpoint heading into that court game. Uh, oh, what are your feelings on it? I suppose um, the news coming from the camp is that there's a couple of injuries there and a couple of 50-50s or 60-40 chances for players. I think the Flanagan is definitely out. Um, I think Dunahoo might be the same and, and, and Hayes and Inter 50-50 at best. So 
Um, if that's the case, there are big players to, to go into battle without, especially against Cork. Um, I, I think, for for Limerick point of view, I think if Limerick can get out of Munster, um, it's maybe later on in the year you might see the best of them with potentially Casey coming back in for, you know, maybe a subs appearance for the semi-final and final if you're to get that far. Um, you know, so the, the first two games are big games, Cork, Cork away, Warford home, you know, so you're, what's touted as the second and third team in the country, you know, in your first two games with the, the squad maybe not there, or the depth mightn't be as good as what it might have been years ago and a couple of injuries. So um, I think Waterford for me are number one. I think Waterford number one in the country by now. But there's pressure on Waterford now, you know, like I think Limerick, going in as champions but there's still like some people have, have, have wrote Limerick off already so I think that that pressure will be there for Waterford to deal with you know um, you could probably make a case for every team like Tipperary from the very start they've been written off and I think Colin Bonner will use that his advantage you know he did they've nothing to lose going into this one championship you know like they still have good forwards on paper they still have good they still have the, like a forward unit probably a lot better than their backs unit but like they still have good players you know and, and big players that like to know McGrath and John McGrath, you know, uh, Jason Ford, they're, they're, they're game winners, like, you know. So I suppose if I was to pick, I think Waterford will be, you know, Waterford will be good enough. I think Cork will probably be good enough. I don't think defensively I do have huge question marks over Cork, but they're attack-wise, they'll, they'll score more than they let in, especially in the earlier games. And, yeah. I think it will be a hard ask for Limerick to come out of Munster with the with the injuries, but I think if the, if they can win either the Cork or the Waterford game, I think they have a good chance. Perfect, Karen. Uh, Rory, top three for you, stuff. Yeah, I'm okay. I, yeah, I think Limerick will. I know Karen is saying like if if Limerick go out without those four players, then this game, you know, at the weekend, like takes a difference, you know takes a different path in, in in predictions and everything but I just think that it all going well I know I know uh, Flanagan is out and if the other boys make it like and obviously they're not going to with with the they're not going to play guys that are injured that's not that doesn't happen anymore but if they go out they're obviously deemed fit if they start and uh, I just think Limerick will be Cork if if that happens and because of that I I don't know I think Ed Sheeran might cost Cork yet because I think if Shane O'Donnell was was fit last year I think Clare would have beaten Cork they would have because Robert Downey would have, like, he, he was fine on Aaron Shanahan, but Shane O'Donnell would have been a completely different proposition for him. Um, as we saw in Cusick Park a couple of years beforehand, where he, you know, caused fierce problems for the Cork backline. So I, I think if Limerick beat Cork at the weekend, I think it'll be Clare, Limerick, Waterford. But not in that order. <laughs> Any order, James, no. James, we need a response from you quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, as I said earlier, I, I, I don't see uh, the top three being anything other than than Cork, Limerick, and Waterford. Probably Waterford would be my uh, favourites at the minute to, to win Munster. Mm-hmm. I think it'll probably be a Waterford and Limerick uh, Munster final with Cork coming into our place. Yeah, yeah. The I only thing as well, sorry, there, Mark, to have been like you look back Waterford in the All Ireland final in 2020. Like they were, you know, Cahill said it after the game. They were completely. Out, you know, out muscled. You know, physicality wise, they weren't there, and they've learned their lesson. They've went away and they've bulked up. You know, they've incre- they've strengthened their their squad, their panel, and they have they learned from what they were short on that day. To me, Cork, they went into another final last year. Huge question marks over the centre back. 
and and their defensive unit. And what's changed? Nothing has changed in the year. Now maybe there is a a huge twist coming, and and they're keeping it wrapped up for championship. But you know, the sign is it something you can change of a whim like that? You know, I don't think Cork have learned from last year. Like Waterford did. Waterford took what lessons needed to be taken, and they've they've you know they've gone about their business in a in a very you know I think very impressive. Well, that's the thing you'd say about uh, on on the lines as well. I I would say like difference between um, Cahill and Kingston is uh, is night and day for me. Is that uh, Cahill seems a very very shrewd operator. I, I would have reservations on Kingston, and you know everybody has been calling for them to to twist at centre back. But we were saying it earlier on in the, in, in the, the chat. But I I just don't see management doing it. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're too far gone in with it to, with uh, commit to Coleman there and they and they persist with it. Well, no, and do you know, you look back at the Waterford game. Cork made five substitutions, all forwards. You know, the forward yeah, yeah, unit yeah, there was no yeah. question mark. Like yeah. the defensively, the they were getting destroyed, and the, they made the no only change. Game the, choice, the only game they even they looked at putting Joyce in, who is the natural uh, player to go in there at, at centre back, and the only game they did that was in the dead rubber against Wexford. You know, when they rested a lot of players anyway. So I, I don't. I think Kingston is firmly um, entrenched in his idea that Coleman is six, and that's it. It's almost like now, James, that if they take Coleman out of there, they're admitting they were wrong all along. Which yeah, it could be a bit of that as well, Rory. Yeah, they, yeah. They need to man up and just kind of say, okay. Especially like there must have been, you can imagine there must have been a harsh management meeting after the league final, and lads must have been calling and said, we were not going to, you know, we're not going to get silverware if our backline is going to be opened like this. And we've are probably our most naturally talented hurler in a way. Well, apart from from Horgan stick stick work wise, playing in a position that he just isn't. You know, it's not his position. I, um, I think the other thing with him as well is that you know they, they gave they went, they went with Daryl O'Leary for a couple of games in the league, and then he was he was caught badly in the semi final. But they just threw they threw that out in the in the final. Then I went back to. Um, I think he was injured though. I think he was injured for the final. That's what Kingston said. All right, yeah, but like, but he was like for the for the for the final for for the semi final. That's what Kingston said is that he was uh, he was injured. He got injured, and that's why he took him off. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, like Cahillan, as you said, very early earlier, is like he's been tried there numerous times before, and yeah, it hasn't really worked out. Like, yeah, he'd be good, I suppose, if he's up against someone physical. But uh, yeah, not the man to be going in there. And there are two big positions really to be. Um, to have question marks about going into going into a championship and they still do so um uh, yeah we we'll have a very good idea where Cork stand after you know ten or fifteen minutes on Sunday it's well I think Waterford were very shrewd and how they approached the game you know um they sacrificed Desi Hudson in a way like they you know Desi's their informed forward and what are Cork going to do when they put their best defender on him so I don't know who takes up Hudson Hudson comes out deep and leaves two inside you know so like. It wasn't rocket science, like you know, it was straightforward tactics. And you know, if I think if you can't defend against, you know, against what's coming from like from that point of view, um, like I think that the, the Wild probably exposed Cork more so than Kilkenny did it in the first half. But I think Waterford really showed how to get at Cork, you know, and they did it very with ease, like you know. Kieran, do you see with you know Flanagan and that missing? Do you see the possibility of Kyle Hayes being pushed back up if he's fit? Mm. There's a lot of talk about it, yeah. Mm. Like I mean, uh, the only thing I think is Keen Lynch's best position for me is centre forward. So, but I know if Dunne who isn't there, who takes his place midfield. So I think if Dunne who doesn't play, 
and Hayes is fit, you probably will see Hayes centre forward and Keane Lynch back in midfield. Yeah. But I think he's, Mikey Lynch Casey offers a lot more uh, centre forward. Mikey Casey, often, uh, we don't know how well he's going, but he's back fully fit, gives the option of pushing Barry Nash out to win back as well. Yeah. So there, I, a, You might even see Barry Nash going up and towards the forward line. Like, you know, he did, he did play in the forwards before, so, yeah. um, you know, he's on form as well. But, yeah, I think it'll be really hard to... The only thing is, Mikey Casey is very little hurling done, isn't he? Be only that one kind of game, like, you know, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we'd line out. Plus the fact I think you'll see Cahill O'Neill, though. I think you'll see Cahill O'Neill. Yeah, he's named, he's named he's the corner forward, but he'll probably play deep, like Mulcahy would have done over the years for Limerick. Like, but yeah, he's the only player of the fringe players that really put his hand up. I think. Desi Hutchinson role, drag out the the back and leave the two inside. Will they get yeah. caught with that again? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Oh, we'll know by six o'clock on Easter Sunday. Yeah. I suppose, guys, we can quickly go to Leinster uh, as well. Um, any thoughts there? I know there's a few crackers this weekend coming. Um, Karen might start with yourself in terms of Wexford. How's it been the reaction in Wexford after that Alliance Lions hurling semi final loss to Waterford? Is there a bit of confidence going into that fixture against Galway? So I, I don't think so. I don't think uh, it's kind of 50 50. Some lads are saying, you know, was it? Did they try or, you know, they looked leggy and they looked like a train. But then the other opinion is, like, it's very hard to come back from a feast, a defeat of that nature, like, you know. So, um, you know, a, re- a real important game to start it off. You know, this was, they're a hard, they are, they're a hard team to beat at home. And um, I think, you know, if they play to their potential, um Depending on who lines out, they, they have a good chance. Uh, it's hard to know. Galway, Galway haven't really showed much in the league, really, have they? You know, they've. Um, it's hard to make, get a good read on them, but um, yeah, I suppose it's hard to see them. It's a, it's a hard defeat to bounce back from. You know, they were really obliterated, like. Absolutely. The only thing with Galway is that the, um, they they started the league I thought quite well, but then they kind of completely flatlined, and since then it's been. Um, you haven't heard of people with them, so you know it's very, very, very quiet. And um, last year they came out all, like out of the league. You were thinking, geez, they look really set up for championship. They fell flat in their faces. But this year, that was kind of nearly the opposite, and that they kind of they kind of flatlined in the league towards the end. So there's no real, no real form line coming. But they still have a lot of experience in the, like in that panel. You know, there's still nine of the, I think of the 2017 team still knocking around. If yeah, I don't think Wexford are going to be easily beaten down there. It's not an easy place to go. And they, like Galway have, I think, they've Wexford and then they have, I think Westmead is their next game, isn't it? And then they have the Kilkenny game. So if they, like, they'll surely be targeting this. As, this is a like, massive game for them. They could be going in four points to the Kilkenny game. In fact, if you win that, like, they're pretty much... Home and you're, pretty, you're pretty much home and hosed. So there's a lot riding on this game. Um I, 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 50-50 for me. Um, I, I, I couldn't really call it, yeah. I, I think it's, it's going to be very, very tight, yeah. I just, just because I think there's a lot of question marks over Wexford. As you said, Kieran, it's a very big defeat. To, uh, just the nature of defeat, the manner of defeat was um, was pretty jarring for, for Wexford. And uh, we just don't know what's, how, how they're going to approach it on, the, on Sunday, how they're going to turn up. And then Galway are so, so quiet on Galway at the moment that's... Um, and we've no reform to go on with Galway, so I don't know. Yeah, 
could be toss of a coin in this one, to be honest with you. Yeah, the, the performance from Galway in the Gaelic rounds was like kind of a, a one-off. They, they never repeated that form in the league. And like it's hard to know as well. We were all thinking that that was the game Limerick would. And look, Limerick did come out with a bit of, there was a bit of a, a, a bite to that game. And we all kind of thought, oh, you know, Galway have arrived now under Shefflin. But the rest of the league was so unconvincing from them after that. So huge question marks over them. But they just have like, like they've had this, this the, the four All-Ireland winning minor teams. Um, I know they haven't brought that through to under 20 level, which is something we, we mentioned in the previous podcast yet. I know some of those teams are still to come through. But um, they have this conveyor belt. And uh, I, I presume Shefflin's job is trying to get a team out of them and gel them in with the likes of Dahi Burke and Garod McInerney. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I think Galway, I, I just think Galway will beat Wexford. I just think that it'll be... I, I can't see them like winning the Ireland or anything like that, but I just think I think they might have too much for Wexford. As you said, coming off that huge defeat for Wexford, um Galway will, will you know will, will sense blood. Shefflin will probably you'd imagine he, he realizes Rory O'Connor that he can't be let do the damage he did against Galway in the up in Salt Hill that day. You'd imagine that he'll have some sort of a plan for him. Um and like if Rory O'Connor is thwarted, Kieran, you probably know better than that. Like, are they going to is there somebody else's lead chin back in? The question marks over chin. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's only three or four weeks training done. Like, and you only what ten minutes of hurling, you know. So it's there's a big question mark over seemingly it's a hamstring injury that needs operated, and you know I think they've been kind of nursing him along and hoping to get a championship out of him, and then go under the knife. But yeah, th- that might only last a few minutes. You know, it depends how he, how he holds up, but. Um, I think, yeah, with the middle third for Wexford is their weakest, you know, from um, half-back, they might be solid, but they might be caught for, for the area ball. I think, yeah, especially in their, you know, instead of forward, I think Chin will be huge there if he does if he does play. Like, you know, even for a ball-winning ability. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Wexford, just, they didn't look like the team they were all along in the league. You know, they were getting the ball inside and, you know, Rory Connor was getting on the ball, but... The ball just didn't go inside. So, look, maybe we'll be saying Sunday or Saturday evening that, you know, that Dar Egan's a, a genius and they back against Walford. You know, time will tell. But um, I think it's, it'll still be hard to bounce back from that defeat, you know, in a short period of time. The draw is good for the for, for Wexford in terms of their home matches. So they have like they have Galway and then they have Dublin. Right. So they, and then they have Kenny away and then they have... Um, Le- Leash and Westmead. So you imagine they should beat Leash and Westmead, right? So then, and it's, I think I'd fancy them against Dublin um, at home as well. So you, you, you're you like, if they get over the line here against Galway, um, they're in a great position in terms of um, in terms of Leinster then. Yeah, whoever loses this is completely in the back foot because mm-hmm. like Galway have a very poor record against Dublin of late. Like they've been turned over, like last year, there was a wave of the white flag in Crow Park against them. Turned over in Parnell Park a couple of years. I remember the late free. Yeah. Um. Uh. Moran, wasn't it? Sean Moran came up yeah. from Kula and struck the free. So they've been, and then previously as well, they were beaten. Uh. So like they, you know, um, Galway lose against Wexford and they've Kilkenny Dublin to come and they're going to be up against it like from then. But I don't know. I just fancy them to. I don't know. I I still think there's something about them. Galway. Um. Could be proved completely wrong Saturday evening, but. I just feel that they like they have this kind of scoring power. You have Evan Island, these guys, they have huge potential in the forward line. Um, the question is... Mannion was back to a bit of farm and Cooney, yeah. Yeah. Has Shefflin um, gelled this team together? Like, from what we've seen in the league, 
uh, what progress has, has happened since then. Um, yeah, so look, a, a fascinating game, like, and uh, just as fascinating as the games in, in Munster this this weekend. Overall, though, I just don't see an All Ireland champion coming from Leinster from out of the out of those four teams you mentioned. Maybe we can touch upon Dublin, guys. I mean, Dublin had great hopes going into Allianz Hurling League, and they were narrowly pipped by Watford to Kenny in 1B. Is squad depth a bit of an issue here from Matty Kenny's side uh, going into the championship, just given, I believe, they only used 19 outfield players uh, during the whole uh, league campaign, uh, James? Yeah, it does seem a little bit that way, right, with Dublin. Uh, you currently looking at them like they. They did have a good league. We'd say overall the league, the league was good, but that Kenny game really exposed a lot of a lot of weaknesses. I thought bad wake up call. They were they were poor in the day. Kenny kind of showed them up tactically a bit, and it kind of showed once you know once they kind of nullified their game plan a bit. Dublin didn't really seem to have any kind of plan B. Um, if like I suppose like they're going in, I suppose they got leash first, so that's a you know. They're going to get a win on the board, so they'll, you know, to get get things motoring. But as things stand for me, I, I, I can't see. I, I think the three coming through in Leinster would be um, Kilkenny, Galway, and Rexford. Um, probably Kilkenny and Galway. Probably, I, I couldn't really tell between. I think Kilkenny probably be the 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 team to come out of Leinster to win Leinster, and then. I couldn't really call it between um, Galway and Rexford in terms of who makes the Leinster final, but um, uh, I I don't see Dublin coming through in the top three now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting with Maddie Kenny. Like, I mean, Leash first up. Do we see any upsets here in Leinster at all, guys? I mean, we haven't really talked about Leash or Westmead. I mean, uh, Westmead returning into the Leinster Championship since 2017. Now, fantastic win against Stone, but I mean, different levels here. Up against Kilkenny first first round in Mullingar. Um, do we see any kind of leash upset against Dublin fixture, or is that just a very remote, optimistic tone from me? Uh, Rory. Yeah. I think if they are, if they are to cause an upset, this is the one. You know, this is the game. First round, the, you know, first round uh, leash coming off the win over Antrim has to give them some bit of a boost. Um, if it's going to happen, they have turned Dublin over before. Um, so the, it's Dublin are the ones that they might scalp, but it's still hard to see it. Like um, uh, when they met in the league, Dublin, I think there was 11, 12 points between them, uh, comfortable margin. And I know, look, league and championship are different, and there is that extra bit. Players are, are are going that, you know, going to the limit in championship. There is that, you know, and Leash won't fear them. Haven't had that scalp a few years ago, um, but. Yeah, it, it's it's just hard to see it happening. Like we mentioned this before, there is that gulf between that gulf is there. Like, and I know Dublin might be kind of at the lower end of what we call the tier one teams, but the the gap is still, you know, I I think I still think there's a ten point gap down to the, you know, yeah, to the, the, only, the only thing with leashes, the only thing with leashes that um, we'd say, you know, in the big games, in the big game this year, I. Like they were going into that, they wouldn't have fancied them at all against Antrim going into that game, and they and they dug it out. And this is probably a game that they are targeting as well, as you said. You you would never know, but yeah, I, I think I, I think you're being optimistic, Mark. Or I said thinking that there might be any upsets in answer this year. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I suppose we can kind of cast our eye to Kilkenny as well, Karen. Uh, Brian Cody. How how do you feel, Kilkenny? Or set i suppose league campaign relatively successful 
brought a few guys in. I suppose still squad depth in terms of subs bench being used, but overall you're bringing TJ Reid back and the Batty Hale guys. They're probably well set up here uh, for a long extended stay in the All-Ireland series. I think you're on mute there, Kieran. Yeah, I think um, I think for me, Kilkenny are our favourites for Leinster. Um, looking back, they've won two Leinster finals the last few years. They did no right to win, you know. And the from the start of the league to what they how the league finished, like it was a complete gulf. Uh, there were huge question marks over them the first two games, and uh, they finished really strongly, really impressively, like you know. And uh, they seem to have taken to this kind of new side of play. Well, working through the lines, um, but they mix it up. You know, they put some ball along as well. They, you know, they expose Cork for, for most parts of the first half. Um, I think maybe fitness might have been the big telling coming towards the end of it. But um, yeah, TJ to come back in. He hasn't much hurling done, but uh, TJ is TJ. You know, he'll slot in, and uh, I presume we'll see him in 14 in front of the front of the goal. You know, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a hard team to beat. Without a doubt. Yeah. Do we see TJ Reid? You think he's carrying a knock, isn't he? That's what I heard. Um, they're um, kind of not not hundred percent sure whether he's gonna when he's gonna make it or not. Um, but it's like it's not gonna make a difference um, in, in terms of this weekend. Yeah, they have a handy start. Like okay, handy. I don't like calling a handy start, but you know Westmead and the uh, first two games, so they can they can, yeah <laughs> they can allow they can allow you know to to not risk him if he is fifty yeah. fifty or you know, yeah. so um, they have that advantage over the other teams, I suppose. But I think going back to Dublin just for a second, I think if you are to play Dublin, I'd rather play him later on in the in the round robin as opposed to uh, you know the first game or two because they are relying heavily on you know thir- twelve or thirteen of the same lads and don't seem to have much of a squad or, or depth in the squad. So I think you know Dublin they started the league well. You kind of see them as the games went on. I suppose the the weaker they looked, but I think it was just probably a lot of uh, probably fatigue as well, you know. And I think it suited Dublin not getting to the semi final league because it gave them a it gave them the four weeks to kind of refresh and get back on the back on the horse again and get ready for championship, you know. So I think, think uh, you know Dublin, uh, I think they'll, they'll, you might see them get weaker as the as the uh, round robin goes on. Yeah. So can we get your predictions, guys? One, two, three. I think James, you kind of hinted at your one, uh, Rory. Uh, who do you have yeah. uh, coming out of Leinster? Yeah, look, I I think Kenny are, are that bit ahead of the other the other counties. Um, they they've shown the most consistency, and also you put out their strongest team, and it just kind of you know uh, the one crowd like if they get to a Leinster final, you know Galway have this kind of ability to kind of throw out games from nowhere every now and again. They've done it to Kenny the odd time in the past as well, kind of. But yeah, they they're in the best position going in there. Um, and like you you also have Adrian Mullen didn't feature in the league coming back in. Um, as well, it's like they're only going to be a bit stronger than what they were against Cork. I thought they came out all guns blazing that league semi final first half against Cork, and I think they were a bit disappointed not to be, you know, ahead at half time. Um, but like in second half, Cork did get on top of them, and uh, you know, the Kilkenny team of old would have, you know, sense blood, and it's just kind of a sign that they're not what they used to be. Um, still, as we mentioned, they get into an Ireland semi final, they're incredibly dangerous. Um, can they go? Can they? I think it would require them. You know, to come out with two shocks, then I think in a semi final and a final, two huge games. I don't know if they're if they're genuine All Ireland. It's hard to see them winning All Ireland, I think. But yeah, definitely, 
they they are favourites for Leinster and I don't see them being beaten really in like okay they could lose a round robin game but I still see them winning the championship at the end of it. Yeah, Karen, what are you? What's yeah, your I, yeah, I think I think Kilkenny for me to win Leinster. Um, I think Galway will have enough class to to definitely be in the top three. I think for me it's between Wexford and Dublin. Yeah. Um, I think Wexford won't fear Kilkenny. You know, they've had their number over the last couple of years, and uh, they won't fear going to Nolan Park. Maybe as much as Dublin might fear the game against Kilkenny. So. Um, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say Wexford for the third position. Yeah, I'll go Galway Wexford as well as my other two. I forgot to throw them in. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards them as well. Uh, goes one, two, three. I think Dublin. I think squad depth may just catch up with them. Vaughan O'Connell goes down with any sort of injury there in that defensive setup for Dublin. I think they're in serious trouble, particularly if they're playing like say Kilkenny and Wexford. I think that Wexford game against Dublin second round looks huge as well, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're kind of talking about the Galway, but those are two pivotal back-to-back home games for Wexford that'll make or break the season. So it'll be interesting to see how Dara, Egan, and those uh, the guys uh, go. Guys, I think it's been a lengthy one here, but uh, I think it's a great preview anyway. And I suppose we may have Edgar on our face in terms of maybe what's made. <laughs> maybe or hopefully least maybe putting up a great performance, hopefully. But uh, I think some massive games here. So I'd like to thank you all, uh, Rory Walsh, Kieran Collins, James Mulcair uh, for a preview. I think next week we'll touch upon the underage uh, intercounty because there's been an awful lot of quality games going on here, particularly in Munster and Leinster, and we'll run the rule over that, particularly this week's and next week's uh, fixtures. But uh, until then, uh, thanks very much and enjoy the games, guys. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Cheers later, bye now. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked what you heard in this podcast, why not subscribe to the Hawkeye Psychic podcast on either Amazon, Spotify, YouTube or Twitter platforms. You can also follow me at Hawkeye Sidekick on Facebook and Twitter for the latest sporting opinions, articles and reports.